Hey everyone, it's Catherine, editor of Room to Grow, Way to Go, as well as Seth's wife. I want to apologize for the delay of the episode, but also the kind words we receive online. And now, on with the show. I'm Seth Day, I use he, they pronouns. And I'm Rebecca Hackmeyer, and I use she, her pronouns. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Rad, Rad Child, Child Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Way to Go and Room to Grow. Um, today, we are talking a little bit about puberty and some good books for talking to kids about puberty. And I feel like it was interesting because uh, in our last episode, when we were talking about puberty um, with our lovely guests, uh, we were talking about just like, I think there's this idea, I mean, it's similar to like sex and some other topics where it's like, you wait to a certain age, and then you tell them about it. Um, and I think that it's you know one of the things we were talking about last week was the idea of like no like there's not never too early to start talking about puberty and like the like it's really easy to talk about the differences like kids are noticing the differences between you know grown-up bodies and kid bodies right like i many kids i know are very enamored by breasts they think they're great um especially like kids who are breastfed like are exposed to breasts for early on right um and they're just like soft and fun and like nice when you're cuddling a person with breasts or whatever like you're grown up um and i feel like like right there's a moment like if they're like hey what are those like i did when i was a kid i don't know if i've told this story on the podcast before i told you this story when i was i was in the bathtub we had one bathroom growing up and i was in the bathtub like you know taking a bath i was maybe like three and uh, my mom was getting ready and she took her shirt off. She was getting ready to go somewhere. And I said, mommy, what are those? And she said, these are my breasts. And I said, can you take one off? I'd like to see it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to do with it. Buoyancy um, tests in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't, right. Low yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, but anyway, like I think kids are, kids are clearly noticing the differences between adult bodies and kid bodies. Um, and so I think that it's like never too early to just like talk. Like start there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I talk quick about question. Those differences. Yes. Um, so does that mean I, I realize looking back on my own childhood that I did not have, I did not grow up in a naked house. Yeah. Like, like I, my, I think my mother was fairly modest and obviously yeah. I've, I saw her change, but I don't recall really, I don't recall ever seeing her without a bra. You know, yeah. like she would maybe be changing a shirt and she would have her brassiere on yeah. and then would put a different shirt <gasps> Shocking. on. Shocking. But, um, And I I just realized that my child has totally grown up in a naked house, like just purely because I'm so tired and so lazy that I like have not bothered to be like all of that kind of modesty. Not that, I mean, I think that that's, it's a good thing. So I'm being a little bit flip about it, but um, it's interesting how, how, how the different kind of um, family culture. Yeah. I think um, there's definitely like different personal and cultural values around nudity um and uh i think like personally i think that like you know not like being naked around your child but like in a weird way but just like you know whatever you're getting out of the bath and you're getting out of the shower and you're just like walking to your room and you don't have clothes on like whatever like to me that destigmatizes uh body parts and like demystifies them and doesn't make it this like big shocking secret thing and you know that's why i have mixed feelings about the words private parts which i'm going to get into in some of these books like i and it's one of those terms where like i don't know if there's a better term like uh, uh, but um uh, and i think that part of the reason that we that we do tend to call them private parts is for like body safety reasons um and then it gets into a lot of that right like you don't you know i think a lot of people are afraid that like if we uh, sort of desensitize kids to bodies then like that 
puts them in a vulnerable position um you know for for body safety stuff uh which i don't necessarily think is true but anyway there's just i think it's really interesting how many different i mean just you know as many different people there are in the world there's different values about everything but i actually this is like kind of a tangent but have you seen the docuseries worn stories on netflix Mm -hmm. okay so i basically uh this will date well this won't technically date this because y'all don't know what's going on in my life but uh also i i so uh i just had surgery on my nose uh so if i sound funny that's why there's cotton up my nose right now (laughs) um and uh after surgery i just like couldn't do anything you know when you're like i was like coming off anesthesia and i was just like i was like i'm bored but i don't want to do anything so i was just like what's on netflix that i can watch without cat that's not like important you know and so i found this i I like saw it and i was like i think someone told me to watch this i'll just watch it and the first episode it was basically basically it follows kind of like four different people and like their attachment to like a particular item of clothing or a story about uh an item of clothing that's important to them something like that and then it's kind of cut cut in between this are different people you know sort of the traditional like documentary like behind us you know behind a color just sitting in a chair and maybe telling about you know like there was someone for example who uh, a man who was wearing heels i was talking about how like the heels community was important or like whatever it'll just sort of like side to other people um but mainly follows four people every episode and the first which i thought was such an interesting choice the first episode there were uh nudists on the first episode and i was like i love this idea of talking about relationship of clothes being not wearing them mm-hmm. and like it was it was really interesting because it was like it was there were two people in this community well they're they're followed in this community one was like an older white couple uh and then i mean i'm saying older maybe in their like 50s they're not they weren't that old. um older than me i guess <laughs> now i have to catch myself when i say older because my mom is like i'm that age how dare you um but anyway uh i'm like it's not a bad thing to be older than me um it would be weird if you were younger than me mom uh but anyway uh then and then it also followed there is like a a young black woman uh who is also in the same like community as as these people and it was just like really interesting to hear about like you know it was just like basically this this young woman was talking about just like to her it's like a comfort it's a comfort level like i'm like she was like just i'm just as comfortable out of clothes as i am in clothes and like to me i'm like even more comfortable just like not wearing like to me it's like more comfy to not wear clothes um and it was really interesting to hear like those perspectives about nudity and uh just like comfort about bodies and like i feel like like i don't know if i would ever <laughs> go live in a nudist community but i feel like that must be so freeing to just like it like again it like destigmatizes bodies it doesn't make it like it's not weird people are just like and desexualizes yes well that was one of the the woman in the in the couple was saying she was like oh i grew up in like a really religious household and my mother was like there's gonna be sex everywhere and oh and then like she came to visit once and she was like oh this isn't what i thought it was at all people are just mowing their lawn with just a shirt on like you know but uh but anyway yeah i think uh and the first the first book i'm going to talk about actually has some really fun portrayals of nudity that uh like in like there's one particular scene in the book that i was like (laughs) like that's totally it just felt like very real to me um but anyway so i guess we'll jump into it uh so the first Mm -hmm. book i want to talk about is called the bare naked book um and this i want to shout out uh dana mabian who has been on the podcast before because she is how i found out about this book uh i think she might have even tagged me in the post um i like how i have that relationship with people now when they see kids books they're like seth um (laughs) like slightly quote-unquote controversial yeah exactly (laughs) 
Oh. oh my gosh, it's so funny. Even like people that I don't really know, but I mean, not that I don't know, but like friends who I maybe haven't talked to in years or whatever that are, I'm still friends with on Facebook will see children's books and be like, I thought of you. Um, <laughs> I'm that person now. Anyway, so the Bare Naked book uh, is by Kathy Stinson and it's illustrated uh, the. So this is the the newer version, which is illustrated by Melissa Cho. So it was originally published in uh, 1986 and uh, by Attic Press, and they republished it. They made some updates. I think it says, let me see. I think there's a blurb in the back of the book around it. So I'm just going to like read this. Um, so it was originally published in 1986 and the newer version was published in uh, 2021. So in the back, it says a note from the author, the original publication of the bare naked book in 1986 caused quite a stir. It was considered pretty daring at the time to show naked bodies and talk about them frankly in a children's book, but we knew it was important for children to see different bodies being celebrated and learn about their own. This book was fun, matter of fact, and uh, often appeared on lists recommended, uh, recommended titles related to themes of body image or own or end personal safety, excuse me. Over the years, conversations around diversity and identity evolved significantly. We, be we began to realize that too many children's books uh, would, too many, I'm sorry, that too many children would not find themselves and important people in their lives within the book's pages. Anik Press and I agreed that it was time we updated the book. So, uh, and then they talk a little bit more about things that they did and why they don't label genitals in this book and uh, stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, I thought it was really cool. It's a great example of a book that, you know, realized that it was dated and needed to be updated with, you know, uh, and a little more inclusive. And I love, I love that. Like we can just do that y'all. Like, like that's what I, I mean. That's one of the things that bummed me out about the most recent update of the, it's not the stork books is they're like, it's going to be so great. And then I was like, this is, you literally conflate gender and sexuality like they or it was something like that where they conflated something and i was like what um get trans people on your team uh anyway so but i appreciated that they were like yeah we need to update this book so they did change some of the words uh as well as obviously new illustrations um so basically it's this really cute book uh you know about all different types of bodies and it is very short so it's just going to be story time with seth today um, so it starts out, there's this page where it's just like a bunch of different people. Uh, I mean, just on this page, the amount of diversity is like wild on the first page. There's like fat bodies, there's pregnant bodies, there's kids with hearing aids. There's like a little grandma with a cane. She has a little beret. She's very cool. There's like queer presenting people. Um, there's someone with a turban, uh, who also happens to ha have, uh, one leg. They're on crutches. Like there's just like, just on this page alone, I'm like, I was kind of blown. Oh, I like opened the book and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Um, anyway, so it starts out bodies, bodies, big and small, short and tall, young and old. Every body is different. And the next page is all different people, uh, with different kinds of hair. Uh, it says hair dripping, braided, curly, straight on heads and faces and other places. Where is your hair? Something that I like about this page is there's a bald person on this page who has a beard. So it's like, and also there, I would, if they were in the gay community, they would probably be a bear. They're like very hairy. They're like a shirtless man who has a lot of hair. Um, <laughs> and there's also someone with a hijab on this page, which I thought was a really cool um, uh, inclusion of like hair could be covered. Um, uh, mm. And there's, all sorts of different, you know, again, like just lots of representation. There's someone with armpit hairs, a, a female presenting person with armpit hair. So just like, I thought that was really cool. The next page is all different uh, people. And it says eyes that see and eyes that are blind, crying, winking, where are your eyes? And again, it's just all different people. There's also someone who I would read as a drag queen on this page, which I think is cool. <laughs> um, 
Noses that smell and noses too plugged. Can you blow your nose? Where is your nose? And there's, I like this page too, because it has someone with a septum piercing. Like there's really a lot of people with like septum piercings and like tattoos and like, you know, it's really, again, really great. Ears that hear and ears that are deaf. Droopy, sparkly, where are your ears? Teeth, biting, wiggling, being brushed. Teeth with braces, where are your teeth? Tongues, licking, slurping, candy-colored. Can you see yours? Where is your tongue? There's someone with like a blue tongue who clearly had a lollipop or something. Jolly Rancher, maybe. Uh, shoulders, hiding in a gown, riding shoulders up and down. Where are your shoulders? I also like this book as like not only an ex- expression of bodies, but like just like learning about body parts, right? Like I could use this with a young kid to just learn about body parts, right? Arms, swimming, brimming, swinging, flinging. Where are your arms? I also like on this page, it's like all people in a pool. Uh, and one of the people uh, only has one arm. So it's like, like, I like what, that they're including, like, like, again, like the page about hair also has someone in a hijab, the page with art. It's like, or they also like talk about like folks who are blind, folks who are deaf, right? Um, not just like everyone has eyes or that can see, you know, um, that there's a book that's like, uh, it's 10 little fingers, 10 little toes. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, not everyone has those. Um, <laughs> sorry, it makes me upset right uh, this better, one has the same energy that. like that this one this one yeah is designed for that kind of age group right like it's yeah. very rhythmic it asks questions of the reader mm-hmm. so that the child can be like point to their own if they exactly have, you know arms they can point to except their arms. it's inclusive and yes except that yes there's Can't so be done. much incidental represent i mean intentionally incidental yes. representation throughout exactly. this new and not in a and not in a way that's uh tokenizing at all Mm-hmm. Um, it's really wonderful. So the next page says hands, washing, holding, clapping, folding, dining, singing. Where are your hands? Fingers, squeezing, poking, getting pinched and making music. Where are your fingers? And on this page, it's funny. Cat didn't catch this cause she doesn't know sign language, but on the bottom of the page, it's hands spelling out the word love, mm. um, in sign language, which is really cute. Chests and breasts with hair, with milk and nipples like buttons. Where are your nipples? I love this page because it's uh, a parent breastfeeding a baby and then like a kid (laughs) next to the parent, like lifting up their shirt, like, look at my nipples, which is like such a kid moment. Like, like the, like, you know, like the mom or the parent is breastfeeding and the kid's like, I have those too. Like, it's just such like, there's so many of those little moments in this book that I'm like, oh, that is so relatable. Um, So it it feels very authentic. It doesn't feel like a list. Right. Like yes. it feels like there's little, these little story moments throughout. The exactly. Book. I love it. Um, navels that go in, navels, uh, navels that go out, navels that go in with rings and things. Where is your navel? On this page, um, there's a trans, uh, trans masculine person, which I love. Um, there's someone who has like a scar uh, between their breasts. Um, there's again, someone who I would probably call a bear if they were in the gay community, <laughs> very hairy, bald, beard. They have very cute butterfly tattoos, which I love this like hyper masculine person with like butterfly tattoos. And then there's also, um, a person who has a lot of piercings. They have stretch marks. Uh, their nipples are pierced, their belly button's pierced. Um, they have, they have many piercings and tattoos and I love that they have stretch marks and the, actually the, um, the person who I read is very masculine also has stretch marks. Um, I love I love that. Uh, I wanted, to, you know, it was interesting because I think we have very negative connotations about stretch marks, and we're gonna—I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later. But in one of the books uh, I'm gonna talk about later, there was like really positive talk about stretch marks, and I was like, "Oh, look!" They were like, "You might have cool marks that look like tiger stripes," and I was like, 
I love this. Uh, but anyway, so the next page, here's, here's where we get to the good stuff. Genitals. Uh, different people have different kinds. Whatever you call whatever you have, your genitals belong to you. Where are your genitals? So this is, I feel like, how you do that well. Right? It's like whatever you call them, like, again, because we talk about like, it's how it's important to have a specific word that you call your genitals and be consistent about it, but it doesn't need to be vulva and penis, right? Like if those don't work for you, um, it could be a different language. It can be a different word, right? Like a lot of queer people don't use those words for their body parts. Um, so I really appreciated how, how they did that. Um, and this page just shows, you know, kids getting dressed. There's a kid on the toilet. Um, and again, they're not like super gendered at all it's just like you know kids getting changed so this is my favorite illustration on this page uh and it reads bums standing up sitting down remembered please to wipe and wash your hands where is your bum and it's this wonderful scene of like a household and there's what i'm reading as two moms uh two female presenting people and there's like one kid on the toilet and another kid in another room looking out at all this chaos and they're chasing a baby with a towel who has just gotten out of like the bath or shower. And it's just like such a good moment. Also, as someone who's seen many baby butts, this is like the perfect baby butt. Like they captured the <laughs> essence of a baby's butt. People who have seen baby butts will understand what I'm talking about. It's like a very specific thing. But anyway, so I really I love that. And the next page says legs, running, merry, hurting, hairy. So many legs. Where are your legs? And there's someone in a, uh, there's a wheelchair user on this page as well. Uh, knees, together, apart, with a scrape. Yeah, coming and going all better now. Where are your knees? Uh, and again, on that page, there's someone with a prosthetic leg. Something I like about this book also is there's multiple people with uh, prosthetic legs. And there are different types of prosthetic legs. Like they don't illustrate because like they look, there's tons of different ways that they can look, uh, which I thought was cool. Feet, right. Stomp, stamping, hopping, tiptoeing, stomping. Where are your feet? Uh, toes, rainbow, yummy, squishy, splashy. Which little piggy, where are your toes? I like there's a, a masculine presenting kid with blue toenail polish on this page. Um, skin, all over you, all over me. Soaking wet, bare naked skin. Where is your skin? Uh, again, there's lots of different representation. Insides, gurgling tummy, thumping heart. Where happy and sad live under every part. Where are your insides? Bodies, bodies to love and celebrate. So many wonderful bodies. And again, it's sort of this last page sort of mirrors the first page where it's just like a sidewalk with a bunch of different uh, kinds of people on it. Uh, so I don't have anything bad to say about this book. I love this book. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, like my way to go is are the representation, like fat bodies, trans bodies, stretch marks, nipple piercings, tattoos, old bodies, bodies with scars. And like, again, like even, especially with the old bodies, uh, like there's so many different kinds of old people in this book, which I love. And it's not just like there's one so that we could say we had one old lady and a walker, you know, uh, I feel like that happens in a lot of books, like where mm -hmm. there's crowd scenes, there's like one old person. Um, because I feel like old people are often underrepresented in children's books. Uh, if, if, unless it's a book like about grandparents or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so I really love that. Um, I think it's, like I said, it's a great way to just learn about body parts. Like I read this to the kids that I nanny, they loved it. They were like so excited to find their different body parts. Um, I really like that it, it like celebrates bodies. It doesn't shame uh, bodies or put shame on that. And I think like I was talking about before, it could be like a great way to spot and talk about the differences between kids' bodies and adult bodies um, as a way to, which is how, you know, kind of tying this into as an early way to talk about puberty, right? Like you can look at this book and be like, oh, like, how is that body different from your body? Like, what are the differences, right? Um, 
and I mean, you can talk about that really with any anyone in this book because there's so many different kinds of bodies. Um, but specifically, you could use that as a tool to talk about puberty and uh, how bodies change. Um, right. So I literally have room to grow. Na, I have mm. nothing. Um, I, I think it was great. Any, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Um this is such a fantastic example of a book that was groundbreaking in its moment, right? Uh That then became dated and they did an actual update. That is literally what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Yeah. Like Uh, they, they actually went back and adjusted for the current moment. They didn't cling to it and say, no, no, this is groundbreaking. So this is, you know, this was ahead of its time. They, they grew and revised it and made it groundbreaking for today. Exactly. And I love that. And that's, like I said before, I think that was the unfortunate thing that happened with It's Not the Stork is I think that they tried to, like, you know, when you're reading a book and it was like, oh, you were trying to be like hip and woke, mm-hmm. but like you didn't actually talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, there's one of my books that I feel a little bit that way about. Um, like you can tell, like there'll be a slip up and you're like, ha! You didn't talk to a trans person. <laughs> you just found the language on the internet and tried to like plug it in like an equation. And then you slipped up because you're not a queer person and you didn't have a queer person read this. Like it's very clear authors. It's very clear when you do this, don't do it. Get, get someone from whatever community that is to right. work on the book with you, co-author it or read it or whatever. If you're doing an update, like get people from that community to read those books. Um, because like, once it's once it's printed it's done yo you can't i mean you can't change it again but like you know what i mean you don't want to have to do a, you know another revision like just right. talk to people right <laughs> oh my gosh and and be i think that just it goes along with what we talk about all the time like one of our themes which is like knowing learning how to apologize being yes. open to growth like saying you know, I'm very proud of what this work represented in 1986 and I'm ready for it to be updated and embrace yes. that rather than, you know, um, being like some no. sort of rote yeah. kind of tokenizing, uh, like, oh yes, we updated it. Like, like yeah. really do the work. Yeah. And yeah. they really did. I mean, they did the work on this book and it's just a really wonderful book. And I, I think it's great, especially for younger kids starting that conversation. Cause again, like, I don't think it's ever too young to start talking about bodies and puberty. Guess what? Kids have bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers. <laughs> um, so I think it's important to talk about them. Um, so uh, the, the next book I want to talk about is uh, geared towards older kids uh, and it's called puberty is gross, but also really awesome. <laughs> uh, which I, I feel like is true um and so like it's really funny the cover is like it's this very sort of like illustrated uh like sort of doodly style but it has like um you know like pimples and like sweat and like you know all the kind of like but also good stuff right it's like periods hormones confusing lgbtq hairy bullying sleep whatever like all these different kinds of things like right. masturbation like word, is even a on word the cloud a puberty yes. word cloud yes and it has like little symbols and things stress i feel that pimples i feel that too um <laughs> but anyway so it's it's like a really i really liked the illustration of this book um is it does have some illustrations throughout it oh no i lost my i lost my tab with rebecca there you are <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, but anyway, so uh, Puberty is Gross but Also Really Awesome is by Gina Lovelace, and it's illustrated by Lori Johnston, and it was published in 2021 uh, by Rodale Kids, which is an imprint of Random House. And basically, it's a multi-chapter book for older kids uh, that covers things like uh, bodies, puberty changes, like body, hair, voice changes, growth, uh, like height, growth, uh, pimples, sweat, that kind of stuff. Uh, and it also covers, it covers a lot of stuff. It also talks about gender expression, gender identity sexual expressions and then even things like sleep nutrition mental health bullying like it covers a, like a lot it's really well-rounded um so basically it starts with a note about the int like uh, with an author's note about sort of the intention of inclusivity in the book um and it sort of explains the terms that will be used in the book uh, where they they basically use assigned male and assigned female uh throughout the book um so the, I, I have to i'm gonna talk about this later but so the first chapter is about breasts which i okay the one like the one thing i have to say about this book is it feels like a weird place to just start like breasts well, i was like okay <laughs> we're in we're into it i guess um but uh yeah so so the first chapter is all about breasts and breast development and they do talk about the fact that like cis men can also develop breasts um which i thought was interesting and then each chapter includes a question kids might ask so so an answer so like one of the questions was like i'm worried because one breast is bigger than the other right like things like that and it has answers to those those kinds of questions um so the next chapter is about the penis testicles and scrotum and they talk about like erections wet dreams all this kind of stuff um and they also what i thought was interesting is one of the like kid questions was like you know i i don't know exactly how they i don't remember exactly how they worded it it was something like you know i uh i was someone assigned assigned male but i don't know if that like fits my gender identity is there a way for me to like hide my penis and they talk about tucking um as an option which i thought was interesting uh which is for people sorry i'm thinking everyone knows about tucking i watch a lot of rupaul um which is basically a, a way to make your penis less noticeable um Oh, okay. <laughs> this sorry, I was like reading my notes. Like, what is this? Um, so there was one thing in this chapter that I was like, I don't feel like this. This is a little bit of room, room to grow. It was like a definition that I feel like just didn't really. It was like a little trying to beat around the bush. No pun intended. Uh, but like, you know, it was just a little bit like hit miss the mark, and it was anything you see that you may think is cute. This is talking about erections. So anything you see, you may see that you think is cute or that makes you happy could cause the penis to become erect. I was like, I'm not going to see my cute little sister and get an erection. I'm not going to see a teddy bear and get an erection. Like cute things don't like that just miss the, or like makes me happy. Like ice cream makes me happy. I'm probably not going to get an erection. I mean, maybe if it's really good ice cream, I don't know. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it just missed the mark to me. It was like, it felt like it was trying to be a little too fluffy and not really wanted to talk about, you know, the real like arousal, like arousal and like sexual. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It felt like it was trying to keep it too PG. Uh, I was like, listen, if you're going to talk about erections, just talk about erections. Right. Uh, and like, that's confusing. Like, I think giving that kind of information makes it confusing for kids. Cause they're like, am I going to, am I going to see a teddy bear and get an erection? Cause I think teddy bears are cute. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's confusing. It's confusing information. So that to me, I was like, eh. um, so then the next chapter is about menstruation. So this is another, another room to go for me is that they did a chapter specifically on penis, testes, and scrotum. And then there was not one on like the vagina and the vulva. It was just about menstruation. 
Hmm. And like they mentioned the vagina and vulva, but it isn't like, okay, we're going to talk about these parts. And now we're going to talk about these parts. It was like, we're going to talk about menstruation and like also the vagina and vulva are involved in that. Um, which I thought was like an interesting choice. Uh, but it talks about like one of the things I thought that I liked was that it talks about like vaginal discharge uh, and how that's normal and sort of like the different kinds of vaginal discharge. And they also talk about masturbation uh, in both of those chapters. Um, and then the next chapter is about body hair. Uh, and one, I have one quote that I really liked where it was sort of like an aside that said, lots of people are empowered by their body hair while others get rid of it altogether. It's really awesome that you get to decide which one of those choices fits you best. Um, so I really liked that idea that like, it's not like, that I feel like there, I feel like there's this stereotype of like a person who doesn't shave anything. Who's like, this is the best way. And like, you have to do this and you're like, you know, like not like have body hair. You know what I mean? I feel like there's this idea of like, oh, it, it, you're like, you know, you're more like woke or you're more like whatever. If you mm-hmm. have, if you're a woman with armpit hair, like, and you just don't care about what society thinks. So like, I think that's fine for some people, but like, like Kat really likes to shave her legs. Like it makes her feel good to have shaved legs. Like mm-hmm. it's not about other people. It's not like, oh no, I can't go outside. Cause she's like, I don't like the way it feels when I have hair on my legs. It's like, fine, shave it. Um, so I really liked that acknowledgement of like, do whatever you want to do. What's your body? Um, and then there's uh, the next couple of chapters are about voice development, bone development, zits and sweat, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, and then we get to part two, which is the whole body approach. Um, and so the the first chapter talks about gender expression, gender identity and sexual expression. Um, so it talks about like the difference between sex and gender, it talks about pronouns. Uh, and there's also a blurb about being an ally, which I really appreciate. Um, and then it talks about the difference between gender and sexual expression as well. Uh, and it does talk about asexual folks. Uh, which I really liked. And I just wanted to read kind of a little quote from that because I thought it was awesome. Um, Where is this? Okay. So it was saying, so this is after they're talking about asexual folks, um, not, and and it's talking about these, uh, you know, different identities. And it's saying not everyone understands these identities and not everyone is accepting of them Uh, to, to have people dismiss a piece of you that may have been difficult to uncover well that can feel downright awful in fact some people live in cities or go to schools where everyone is expected to be heterosexual or cisgender they may have been told uh that to be different is wrong but to be clear those expectations are based on people's opinions not facts if you struggle because people in your school or town don't understand or accept you please know there are a lot of resources for you you shouldn't let people uh who don't recognize who you really are affect how you feel about yourself um so i mean easier said than done but like but i appreciate that uh that they put that kind of blurb in there um of like you know it does like hurt when people don't ex- you know see you for who you are and these kinds of things um which is like ugh, going through puberty as a queer person is just the worst uh like it's already bad and then people are just being dicks to you about your identity uh rude um (laughs) and then the next few chapters are about like sleep nutrition mental health confidence bullying crushes consent they talk about even harassment uh and they even talk about like technology and screen time um they i mean like i said it's like a really well-rounded book um and then when they talk about consent they uh there's this like kind of illustrated text um in the middle of the page that says consent is only given when both people make it 100 clear that they want something to happen the reason consent is so important is because both people involved need to feel safe and understood um so i liked that uh sort of idea about consent and then there's also resources in the back mm-hmm. um which i i love a good resource <laughs> love good back matter right. um and uh yeah so in general like i appreciate that they used uh 
you know, kind of inclusive language. Wait a minute. Did I? Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I pr appreciate that they used, you know, inclusive language. And uh, I, I also like that it was kind of very well-rounded. Uh, like I was saying, like they talk about sleep and like other things. It's not just like sex bodies um, because there's so much going on during puberty. Um, right. And uh, the, okay. So some of my room to grow is like I said, breasts seems like kind of an odd place to just jump in for me. And like kind of the whole chapter layout to me was like a little odd. Um, like I was saying, the way that they like talked about one some body parts and then they didn't talk about other body parts like explicitly. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I said, so this is what I was kind of alluding to when I was talking about the like, uh, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. When I was talking about the like um, idea that some books, uh, oh my gosh, no, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? <laughs> Oh, where you're like trying to be like woke and hip, but like you slip up and I'm like, ha, I caught you. Um, so they like, you know, we're trying, I feel like it was, and again, I don't know, I did research, but could not confirm, like, I don't know the gender identity of either the illustrator or the author or the sexuality or anything like that. Um, but it came off to me like somebody who maybe was not trans, um, because of a couple of the little like i'm calling them like slip-ups where like they were trying to say things and uh then something happened and i was like oh like there there was a line where they were saying every female develops breasts eventually mm. and i was like that's not true um and then uh oh <laughs> with the whole like thing where i was saying i find it kind of odd that they like didn't um what do you call it that they had like the penis scrotum testes but they didn't have like vulva vagina ovaries whatever all that good stuff um the chapter about the scrotum and tes testicles and penis is titled in your underwear and i'm like as if a vulva isn't in your underwear also mm. like i just thought that was a weird choice um <laughs> uh and then in general, like I found it a little bit wordy. Like I felt like, you know, when you're writing an essay in school and you're just like kind of BSing because it needs to be 20 pages, but you've already said what you had to say. It felt a little bit like that. Mm. Uh, like I felt like it could have been said a little bit more concisely. And like it's almost a 200 page book. So like um, I think for like if I was a grown up wanting to have a resource to read to my kid, I probably wouldn't want to like for me it would be a book that i feel like i'd have to read the whole thing and then sort of like process it and talk to the kid about it i guess the kid could also read it themselves but like that's a long book to expect a kid to read right um do you think that it is a long book for like a tween to read like i guess it, it would depend on the tween they would have to probably be interested in learning about it right because it's, it's a long book for a that it has no narrative and is purely an exactly. informational text exactly and but maybe it's maybe also it could be the kind of book that you read like this is the chapter that's interesting to me or relevant to me like i'm i'm smelly all the time let's read about sweat like mm -hmm. that's what i want to learn about that's what's happening to me right now right. um so i think like ultimately i think it's a good book i think they did a pretty good job even with like a couple of weird slip-ups that i was like huh um everyone all females develop breasts okay um i have one big, room to grow as well that i yeah know. um i really i it, it uh how do i say this um it frustrates me that uh the word gross on the title uh -huh. is period blood is it i mean it's blood oh and like there's such stigma around periods and menstruation and like like 
you know, um, companies using the term like period funk to try to sell products to young yeah. girls. You like, know, that didn't read as blood to me, but now that you say it, I can absolutely see how it reads as blood. Yeah. To me, to me, it, it, it read as blood immediately. And I just thought like, couldn't that be like a, like bulgy, hairy skin or something, you know, like yeah. plenty that's gross about, um, you know, like, it's gross yeah. about going through puberty like did it have to be blood totally if it's something that's like already stigmatized yeah for sure yeah um so like overall i i like it i think they did a pretty good job um i think that it's something that you would have to uh maybe take in chapters um maybe not read the whole thing at once uh and that again like i think that there might be some barriers as far as the length of it um but overall i think it's a good book and i appreciate I, that it's like it's basically it's the only book out of the ones that i picked that's like specifically about puberty uh which is one of the reasons why i wanted to feature it because i think like there are a lot of books that talk about puberty as part of the book um but i like that this one like really kind of does a deep dive um so for people who kind of want that deep dive i think it's a good a good resource um so I'm so sorry, y'all. I have so many books today. Um, so the the next book that I want to talk about, I've mentioned on the podcast before because I love it. And actually the author has been on the podcast before. Uh, and that's the Everybody Book. Um, sorry, I got to get the full title here. The Everybody Book. What is it? An LGBTQ, an LGBT, LGBTQ plus inclusive guide inclusive. for kids about sex, gender, bodies, and families. Does it say plus now? Mm-hmm. It says LGBTQ plus. Oh, see, I have uh, an early um Ooh, you uh, have a first edition yes i do i have an early copy and it says lgbt ah this yeah this this iteration which was uh, i can't tell which print this is uh it doesn't seem to indicate here but yes it is lgbtq plus oh good i'm glad they well it was interesting because they they said that in the book so i thought it was strange that that wasn't on the title um but i have like an early like uh review copy pdf that they sent me hmm. uh, like when it was just released so well you're much cooler than i am they must have that's changed <laughs> they must have changed that um but yeah so and that's by rachel simon who has been on the podcast before who's lovely and uh, actually i didn't realize it was uh, illustrated by noah gringy mm-hmm. um who we've who talked we about before yes the, um, uh, uh... What what is the name of the book? What it, it's the it's the Teresa Gen- Lauren one, right? Yeah, gender. Yeah, the, uh, celebrate uh, your body. Love no, no, your body. No, no. gender. No. Celebrate your gender. You're just saying words it. now. You're just saying <laughs> words now. Um, it's uh oh gosh, it's not. I'm oh, thinking, it feels good to be yourself. Thank you. I was like, I was thinking of the "Who Are You" the Brooke right, Web right. one, because um, I kind of like put those two together as a little pack, as mm-hmm. a starter pack in my brain uh for gender talks <laughs> but anyway so this is a newer book as well it was illustrated uh in 2020 by jessica kingsley who we love um and it's another sort of multi-chapter book for older kids um and it covers a lot it talks about sex bodies so sort of like general stuff and then also talks about puberty so it talks about sex uh bodies gender attraction love sexual intercourse pregnancies families body safety and stuff like that and obviously also puberty um and so i just want to like give a quick quick little read to give you sort of a feel a feel for the book oh and i love um, the decorations of birds and bees everywhere it's a little, yes. little nod ah, to birds and bees yes it? i think let me just see 
Okay. So even even though it only has three letters, sex can be a big word. When people use the word sex, they can be talking about a bunch of different things. Sex has to do with the body parts people have, how babies are made, the physical acts of showing love and feeling pleasure, and so much more. Sexuality can include how we feel about our bodies, what choices we make, who we want to be close to or intimate with, and the emotions that we feel. Human sexuality can impact us in different ways throughout our whole lives. Even though sexuality is important, it can be hard or awkward to talk about. And sometimes people tell us we shouldn't talk about it, but it's totally normal to be curious about sex and have a lot of questions. Who wouldn't have lots of questions about something like that? It's also okay to talk about sex with certain people in a safe place. Many kids your age wonder about how babies are made, what sex is, and what will happen to their bodies when they go through puberty and change from a kid to a grown-up. Um, what is this? I can't remember if I want to read more of this. Oh, and then it just it just talks about like feeling curious and excited about sex or feeling different ways about sex and um, how you might hear about it and uh, you know, all, all different stuff like that. Um, so that was just sort of maybe a little flavor. Um, but yeah, so it starts, starts about talking about sort of the difference between sex and gender um, talks about body parts, chromosomes, hormones. Um, and it also mentions intersex folks, which I'm like, yay. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about gender identity and pronouns and gender expression as well. So it covers all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then, so, okay, I have a question because when I was writing my notes, I was like reproductive organs. And then I was like, but they're not always used for that. Is there like a word, a better word for those organs? Do we have one? Because I, mean, I, I felt weird about calling them reproductive organs. Right. I think the other term that we that we often use are, is sex organs, right? Which is like... Which kind of also like conflates... Yeah. But anyway, I just want to express that I feel weird about using that term. And I wish there was a better one. And that's um, so the organs are not always used for reproduction. Used for reproduction. Yeah, no. I mean, they can be, but like things can be used for lots of things. Like, and we don't call them that, you know, like... Mm-hmm. just weird anyway uh so then it moves on to talking about like reproductive organs quote unquote um and again it uses like really inclusive language for body parts so it says like uh vulvas can belong to people who are cisgender girls or women but they can also belong to people who are transgender boys or men and not binary people too um so it's really like i feel like it feels as opposed to puberty is gross but also really awesome uh it feels a little more like a trans person maybe read this book or worked on this book and i don't know if that's true mm-hmm. um but it feels less like an outsider trying like an ally trying and more like there was research or like a collaboration um in the ways that the words and this you know the ways that it, uh I, I can't think of my my brain is just like today uh, <laughs> i just had surgery guys um but yeah in the ways that in the language that's used and things like that um so then it moves on to talking about puberty. So in the puberty chapter, it talks about body changes, menstruation, masturbation, hormones, and emotions. So, and it talks about uh, masturbation in a positive way. All these books that I'm talking about, if I mention masturbation, it's in a positive way. Um, and then it says, uh, many people may start having sexual feelings during puberty. For others, sexual feelings may take longer to occur or they may never be experienced at all. So I love that they talk about asexuality. So funny, my, my wife is asexual and uh, I read <laughs> I read that to her and she was like, yay! <laughs> um, because yeah, I think uh, like the idea that like you're gonna experience it like, and also I appreciate that they say like for others it may take longer to occur because I remember like I had my first boyfriend when I was in like the eighth grade. Uh, we dated for three years. It was pretty wild. Um, 
but anyway i was at the like he was at the age where like he wanted to you know fool around a little bit and i was like can we just play video games like i really wasn't interested in like that kind of stuff at that age and i probably also had to do the like body dysphoria and things like that like now looking back on it mm-hmm. um but it's funny like i felt like there's something wrong with me because i didn't want to like be like i would hear about people having sex and i'd be like gross um i told my mom once i was like ew i never want to do that when she read me the like the bad whatever book it was that she read me about sex and babies or whatever that what i said to her was i'm not gonna do that even after i'm married <laughs> It's like that's gross um and she was like good and, she, and of course my mother who like didn't want me to have sex was like good stay that's like that good. forever yeah. um uh and then i married someone who's asexual so you win mom um <laughs> it's fine i didn't do it even after i was married um but uh but anyway uh so i appreciate that they they have a nod to that in there and then there's also it's like special section um it's on gender dysphoria so it's talking about like how for trans kids the changes during puberty might be especially difficult and they also talk about puberty blockers which for folks who might not know uh are basically it's basically medication that uh stops puberty from happening before you want it to um so if there's a you know a young child who does not uh, want to have those changes happen because they don't match with their gender identity uh they can kind of put put that off um which uh, is is awesome that they mentioned that. And then the next section is about love and attraction. So I also like they do this a lot where they'll say most people, and I'm like, correct. Um, they'll say most people feel attraction for others, right? Like they're not saying everybody feels that. Um, and then they talk about sexuality and what's – and okay, I love this. Do I, ha- do I have this quote? Oh my god, because it made me laugh. I was like, "This is so shady." Um, but in like, it's like when you're writing an email and you're like trying to be like professionally shady. So it was like basically they're talking about sexuality and that some people think it's wrong to be LGBTQIA plus. And it says these people have been given misinformation that has caused them to fear people who are different from them. It is important to respect other people no matter their sexuality, their sexual orientation or gender identity. But I love that they're just like, these people have been given misinformation. Right. <laughs> uh, it's not just like, oh, people have different values. Like they're not trying to be fluffy about it. They're just like, no, they're wrong. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, which I love how they like take a stance because I feel like sometimes books don't want to take a stance to like hurt anybody's feelings or be controversial. Um, and they're like, no, they're just misinformed. Um and then it talks about how attraction can be fluid and like change over time, which I think is really cool. And then the next chapter is about sexual intercourse. Uh, and the illustration on this page is two men. Yay. They're like two men cuddling in bed, um, which cause we were talking about when we talked about sex, like how every, excuse me, <coughs> how every book, like the depiction of sex was always a man and a woman and how it was like, I can't remember what book it was. Do you remember where there was like a woman was on top of the man? I think that was, oh gosh. Was that some, is that something it's in It's Not perfect. the Storks? No, it, it was, was, that, was it something it was in that other series. One, it was the British one, with like white and black and white, with like. Oh gosh. Or maybe. Anyway, in one of the books, there was a woman who was on top of a man in bed, and that was like the most revolutionary thing we could find in one of these books. So, like the fact that it's two men in bed cuddling was like, I was like, yay. Um, and then basically they define sex as people who have sex move their bodies together in a way that feels good, uh, which I was like, yeah. Um, and then they talk about different ways of having sex, different reasons for having sex, like that it's not always about love, not always about making a baby. Um, and then it says there are lots of types of love that do not include sex. 
which I think is awesome. And then the next chapter is about the egg and the sperm, development of a baby, fetus, that kind of stuff. Uh, but the thing that's notable about that chapter that I love is there's two pregnant people and one is a cis woman and one is a trans man. Mm-hmm. I was like, yay. Um, that's the one of, I think, the only time I've seen a trans man depicted in a children's book aside from the uh, Little Feminists Families book where uh, Tristan Reese, who's been on the podcast, uh, there's a picture of him when he was pregnant as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's re- it's, those books are so great. Um, and then, yeah, and then the last few chapters are kind of self-explanatory. They're like about birth, families, keeping your body safe, safe sex, respecting people, and sex in the media. Um, so, yeah, I really, again, like the inclusive language is a way to go for me. The illustrations are, I mean, Noah Gringy is great. Um, like my note says, beautiful, diverse illustrations, pregnant trans man. Um, and, uh, doctor in hijab. Yes, yes. Did one I, thing I did you notice are there any uncircumcised penises? Oh, I think that was a complaint about this That's book. That's a word what what um, uh, uncut? No. What what's the term that we use? I don't know. There's a there's I'm a not talking I'm going to admit to you listeners I'm not talking about penises that often um that I know this. Yeah, uh, uh there's a term. You 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 keep going with your way to goes and rooms to grows and I'll I'll joke okay. with the term. Um but I, I think that there actually there actually was a complaint about this book in a thread that I was on. Uh someone did complain that um the penises shown in this book were circumcised, but I think I'm going to have to flip through real quick because I think there's w- like one of each. This one? Oh, it's sh- okay. So the intact so intact is the word. Ah. That's good to know. I have never heard that before. Um, so, but, and, and then circumcised is still circumcised. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. So it's so right. So it's not that it's, um, it's right. His words like uncut kind of def- make cut or circumcised. The, right? so make circumcised the default. The default. Yeah. Right? So intact is the term that we use. So there's a picture of like legs spread and uh, someone who has uh, a penis and the penis does appear to be circumcised. But then on the side, it shows a circumcised and uncircumcised penis and the difference. Wait, Although wait, I can't on tell. What page do you see that? Is it circumcised or on 27? Um, I thought that, that was an. Is it uncircumcised? I'm so, listen, I don't oh, look at enough penises. Oh, I, yeah, I guess you're right. But that, yeah, right. So that one's showing the, this one's showing the, inside i don't know two different views it shows yeah on 20 eyes. yeah on 25 it shows two different views but it's unclear because we're seeing the inside really right right um, and, and it's not um it's not labeled right like it doesn't label it and say like intact foreskin versus circumcision. no but on but on 27 it does no no there's nothing about the foreskin just as oh. penis Oh, so maybe my okay. I have an early version oh. that says it has a picture of an uncircumcised and circumcised penis. On what? On page twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Oh no, you're right. Here, it's on twenty-nine now. You're. Oh, right. okay. You're okay. Right. The page numbers wrong. Yeah. But do, but, but it's would you say uncircumcised instead of intact? Yes, it is. <gasps> oh. Well, to be fair, I did not know that. And, I, I did. Mean, I've never heard amazing. that. This book is amazing, but that is one more edit that they can make. Yes. The next um, edition. Uh, but, uh, but okay, the one that's like the legs are spread, would you say that's circumcised or uncircumcised? So I kind of can't um, tell. It looks, uh, it, looks un- it looks uncircumcised to me or, yeah, un- or little, intact. That's unclear to me. 
But like it, it's not in a way like if I look at it compared to the one that says uncircumcised, it looks more like that one than the one that says circumcised. Right. Yeah. No, I think that is. I think you're right so, that that is. So I believe to be it is supposed intact. to be intact. So, uh, so I don't know if maybe people were reading if it was like a little bit ambiguous and like people were reading it, but like I know somebody had on a on a group like someone had recommended that book and then someone else was like no it's bad because of this because the penises are circumcised so i i don't know but this appears to be intact to me i think and they show both on this page they show what both look like um and the and the and the fact that the one the like one that they're showing in the main picture is intact to me is like pretty cool they're not showing a circumcised penis as the default right but the erect penis is like Where? the example of the erect penis on my book it's on page 34 it shows like an unerect and then an erect penis that is um seems to me very clearly to be circumcised yes yes um, it does it just it just does it seems a little bit like the default in this book is, a, is okay circumcised yeah that makes sense so that was definitely a room to grow and like i said that people um that people had met, some people had mentioned, uh, you know, bothered them mm-hmm. um, because like the person was looking for a book, like the original poster was looking for like a book about bodies and they were like, okay, but if you're looking for like how bodies, you know, authentically look or whatever, which was like a weird, like, a weird thing. They were like, they don't look like that. That's like, you know, they were very, have very strong opinions about it. Anyway, I like that we now have like 20 minutes of us just like, is that penis circumcised? <laughs> um, in, an, in an audio medium. people. Yeah, I know. It's like, ah. Visuals. Oh my gosh. Um, so there was, I mean, here, I'm going to tell a fun story. Uh, when I was in college, um, there was a point where I, you know what? No, I'm not going to tell this story. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I, listeners, you don't need to know this. I'll tell you after, Rebecca. Um <laughs> uh anyway um so and again like i really like that they use getting back to my my last way to go is that like like i was saying before they use like the most all the time like most of us have arms and legs fingers and toes and mouths too like they don't say all people Mm -hmm. um which i really appreciate so the only thing aside from the what we just talked about with the penises um the only thing that i have room to go for is i wish to talk about poly families like polyamorous family units and multi-parent like family units um like co-parenting things like that because it uh, it does talk about a lot of different families but it doesn't talk about polyamory and that's something that i've like never seen depicted in a book except for one flamingo rampant book um that i can't right. remember the name of and we um, are this book is light years ahead of so many others yes. in genre so we yes. are like just pushing like we do like how it could be even better even better yeah exactly um, but yeah, overall, like I recommend this book anytime I can when people are looking for books about like sex, when people are looking for books about puberty, like all these kinds of topics, because it just does, it's like so beautifully written. It's not super wordy, like it just gets to the point. Um, and uh, which I really appreciate uh, because listen, I'm a busy person, mm-hmm. I don't have time to read long books. Um, and it's also like I feel like a kid could really easily read this, like a, like a tween. Like it's not manageable. It's in small chapters. It's like uh, manageable words and terminology. Um, and like I, you know, I always encourage. Obviously, like it's good to have those conversations like with your kid. But if your kid is like, no, nah, I want to read it by myself. Like I think they could. Right. Um, and some kids do prefer that. And this one is yeah. nice. This one's conversational, not in the same kind yes. of um, hip way with speech bubbles and questions. <laughs> questions. But it's just it's very. It's like that. Um, knowledgeable 
aunt or yeah. uncle or elder who's going to give it to you straight and give yes. you the information that you need and not be flowery about it. But yes. they, know, they know their shit. Yeah, it just sounds like da, 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 like a conversation. It's not like mm-hmm. this is this and that is that. Like it is very like you can tell from like the excerpt that I read before. It's very like it flows really well and it just sounds like someone chatting with you, um, which I really like because I feel like there is a lot of discomfort for some people around this topic and, you know, all these topics covered in this book. And I feel like, you know, just like making it like a casual, comfortable conversation <laughs> um, that's like the tone of the book, I think really helps mm-hmm. uh, helps that. Um, so now, now we're going to get into vulva world. I have two books about vulvas. I totally stumbled upon these by accident. Um, I believe, uh, basically I was like on a, a Facebook group and like someone, like I was just scrolling cause I was bored and somebody had asked a question about it and I saw the responses and I found, I think in two different posts, I found these two books. Um, and I was like, how have I not heard of these? And it's because they're self-published. Um, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so the first one I want to talk about is called Vaginas and Periods 101, a pop-up book. It's a pop-up book, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. And it's by uh, Christina Hoger and Kristen Lila, and they're both uh, sex educators. And it's illustrated by Sarah M. Lyons. And it was um, published in 2020 by Sex Ed Talk, LLC. Uh, and so a pop-up book about vulvas vaginas and periods like uh you would imagine from the title uh so basically it starts out with a pop-up of a, of a vulva uh and it has various you know kids of various presentations asking questions and making comments so they're all kind of pointing to the vulva and someone's like you know the first person says this is a vulva which is everything you can see on the outside of your body and the next person says i always thought that was a vagina i'm confused uh the next person says the labia are also called lips and then someone, the next person says, what's that do? Uh, they're pointing to the clitoris and a person next to them is explaining the clitoris is the only part uh, that's there just for pleasure. So it's very sensitive, but people like it touched differently and some not at all. Uh, and then they're showing like there's a diagram of the clitoris, the urethra and the anus. And there's a kid saying, I didn't know there were three holes. Um, so it's very like the kids interacting with the book itself. Um, and it's the same like five kids throughout the book. Uh, and then, so it goes through, um, the menstrual cycle, which is really fun because there's like, it goes through all the different phases of the menstrual cycle. Um, which I didn't know there were phases until I read this book. Gonna admit to you, I didn't pay attention in health class, I guess. (laughs) Um, but there's part, uh, where you can actually take, there's a little wheel and you can like move the egg, like through the fallopian tube to the uterus, like from the ovary to the uterus is a little fun wheel. Yeah, it's it's really cute. And then um, it talks, so it talks about pads, tampons, reusable underwear, menstrual cups, and even sponges, which I didn't know were a thing uh, that people used. Um, And so what was it again? Oh, wait. What was it saying? What did I want to read? I don't know what I was, it says my notes are very silly sometimes. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that it talks about like all these different things or, and there's like when they're talking about the tampon, like one of the kids is like, can it get lost inside of me? And the person says, nope, the tampon can't get past the cervix. And then it shows like, there's a little bubble in like of this person and it shows like how, how far up it would go. Um, and I appreciate that they talk about like kind of other like alternative things like the, uh, like the period underwear, which is kind of a newer invention, yeah. uh, which is awesome. If you, we're not sponsored by them, but thinks is great. 
Um, I, I really, I really love things. And my, I mean, a friend is a strong word, acquaintance of mine who's a trans man modeled for them. They had a trans male model, which is really cool. Uh, it was funny. I was like in, in like Grand Central Station and I was like, Hey, it's Sawyer and underwear. That's funny. (laughs) Um, I was like, I didn't know you did this until I saw you in Grand Central Station. Um, but anyway, uh, and then the, uh, there's a page as well, uh, that shows the next page shows all different kinds of vulvas, which I love. Um, they're like some are a little chunky some vulvas have long inner lips some are small and compact like a clam and then there's one the last one it's all like in a circle like there's you know eight circles and the last circle is a mirror and it says grab a mirror and draw your own vulva here's an activity for you um but i thought i thought that was fun like i think that like kids and teens are definitely interested in like seeing what their bodies look like um and i i feel like encouraging kids to just like look at your body see what it looks like and i love the idea it's funny i showed this to my boss uh who's a cis woman and she was like i wish i had this book when i was a kid because like i always thought that like mine looked weird like because she has darker skin and like it didn't look like you know the ones that you see that are like pink right um and so i yeah i really appreciate that page uh, and the idea that all bodies look different uh and then the the next page shows like it's really cool there's basically like um six i had to count for a minute oh my god six different uh colors of like cervical mucus and blood and what it looks like and just showing like this is normal and this is what it means if it's a little sticky or if it's uh you know if it's like pink you might be spotting it might be about to start your period if it's red like that's the you know red is the color you will see the most when you have your period the blood is thicker than a nosebleed but a similar color and then it's like it has brown for dry blood and so it shows you like all those things are normal um and uh and yeah so it's it's really and then the end it's so funny you know it's all the kids being like now i've wow i've learned so much now i know that all of us look a little different and vaginal scent is normal <laughs> like you know it's like very like after school especially um but it's that really cute so important because like none of that has been destigmatized and the messaging that that people who menstruate receive is that there's shame around it and it is stinky and you have to address that and fix it and you know like all of deal that. with it maybe just don't smell me don't be that close to me Stay, back yeah. off <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh um but uh but yeah so the only uh well my my way to go is first of all are uh there they don't use like women-y female wording where it's like you know they they specifically did not use pronouns or things like that in this book um and they don't say like all women you know they don't gender it which mm-hmm. i really appreciate uh there's a wide i feel like there's a wide age range of kids that could read this book uh and get something out of it and my last note in all caps just says pop-ups um <laughs> so fun uh, like when I found out there was a pop-up book about vaginas and periods, I was like, I need to own this. Um, the only real room to grow I have is I wish there was trans representation in this book. While they do specifically uh, kind of exclude using uh, the language like that, all the characters really read us as females. Like there's one who maybe is a little, you know, has short hair, but doesn't read to me. Maybe was supposed to read as a trans masculine person, but does not read to me as a trans masculine person um but uh but overall like i mean i do appreciate like there's diversity in in the bodies and races there's like a fat body and there's uh bodies of color and uh there's a kid with pink hair she's cool 
Uh, she's got a very cool romper on. Um, but yeah, so overall, I my biggest uh, sort of qualm with this book is I wish that there had been explicit trans representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even something about, like in the other book, like in the um, Everybody book, where they explicitly say, like, these bodies can have, you know, can menstruate, and also these bodies can menstruate. Right. Um, like, I would have loved some kind of explicit. Like, this felt a little bit like we don't want to get in trouble. You know, when it like, and I, I won't name the author, but I had a conversation with an author about something like that once I was like, why, you know, why did you make that choice not to make your book trans inclusive? And she was basically like, well, I want, I didn't want that to stop it from getting into classrooms and stuff. And I was like, so you'd rather put the wrong information or like limited information out there. Right. Because you're afraid that there's going to be like a scandal. Yes, that was that seemed like one of those situations where the person was very married to the idea that they were already doing something progressive and groundbreaking. Yes. And that like they had kind of like that was as far as they were willing to go. And like that aren't shouldn't they get accolades for that for what they had done? Yeah. 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 But I think that can definitely uh, get tricky when it's just like like it's almost like don't ask don't tell like we just won't talk about it we'll like kind of make it inclusive but like we, we're not really gonna say it reminds me of when i was a kid and i would go to church and they like wouldn't outright be like we don't like gay people like you can come to church but like we all think you're going to hell but we're not gonna say it you know yeah. what i mean where it's like like we think this thing but we're just going to be like, be quiet about it so that if people do agree with that or don't agree with that, they can still use this book. We're not going to be explicit about right. like saying that we approve of trans people. Well, you know what I mean? Like um, we're not going to stop you, but you won't find community here. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Accepting, not affirming. Mm. If that makes sense. Um, like right, it, it's like the autism, like autism awareness versus autism, like acceptance slash celebration. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that is where I think this missed the mark a little bit. Um, but overall, I still think it's a book worth having. I think it's really uh, specifically. I like that it talks, like it does talk about periods um, specifically, uh, and also that page with the like spread of all different vulvas. I think is really great. Um, yeah, and the it 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 is an important book. Like yes. there needs to be more, um, more resources for folks who have vulvas to uh, yes. understand the variation and to feel like whatever they have is, Nor- is-, is normal. And also to know, like, I thought the discharge page was also really cool because like, I definitely remember one of the first times I had like a, like a cervical discharge. I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Like, I was only told that blood was going to come out of there and then other stuff was coming out of there, right? Like, no one told me that. Like, because right. everyone's so focused on the menstruation part that I was like, what is this? <laughs> That's you how know? you're supposed to listen in health class when they talked about the phases, Seth. <laughs> they didn't. They just showed us pictures of scary, scary STIs. That's all they did, Rebecca. I don't think they even told us about the phases. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Oh my gosh. Uh, but anyway, so speaking of vulvas, uh, my last book is called V is for Vulva, an mm. introduction to the reproductive organs of the human body. And it's a little bit of a misnomer uh, because it talks about a lot of stuff, not just vulvas. Um, so I think my biggest complaint about this book is I'm like, why did you call it this? Uh, because it's not about vulvas. And it's not uh, an alphabet book, right? No. 
<laughs> it was an interesting title choice. Uh, but anyway, so it's by Nova Halfwild. Uh, it says, so Nova Halfwild wrote the text and Callum Roger, it says Callum Roger is credited for the poetry. And I'm not sure what counts as poetry and what counts as text. Um, and then it's uh, illustrated by Jasmine Floyd because it is a rhyming book. So I'm Does, like, isn't the whole thing poetry? I wonder I if it means that the first person cre- like wrote down the information that needed to be conveyed. And the second, and the second person, person like made like, it into the rhymes. rhymes. Yeah, so I'm not exactly, I'm not sure exactly what that means. So I just wanted to credit them both. And um, I will say that I think that um, not everything that rhymes is poetry. And we can decide whether or not we feel like <laughs> this is poetry or not. Oh my gosh. I mean, I would love to see this read as like, like in a poetry like i want someone in like a black outfit and a beret at like a poetry reading to just be like v is for vulva (laughs) just be like everybody is made of body parts from head to toes (laughs) like this dramatic reading anyway uh so it was published in 2019 it was self-published and as you said it's sort of it's a rhyming picture book uh and that could honestly i think be used with a really wide age range it says like four to seven i think um but i think you could use this with even younger kids um and again despite its name it actually covers a lot more than just vulvas so it covers bodies puberties genitalia sex conception childbirth menstruation and consent uh and i'm just gonna read the first couple pages and give you a feel for this rhyme scheme i won't read it in my silly voice that i was just reading um everybody is made of body parts from head to toes some body parts are private that's why we all wear clothes and everybody's different so we wear what we like best a hat a suit a necklace a skirt trousers or trousers jeans or dress this is uh it's a british book which is why it's trousers Trousers. i feel like i should say trousers uh just as all the people in the world have different faces everybody's body is different too in other places our bodies are diverse so we should love our own with pride love all the parts we show and all the parts we hide so and it's funny because I had, uh, I'm going to, well, I mean, I guess I'll just talk about it now. Um, I was like, I'm going to get to that later, but let's just get to it. So what I thought was interesting is I originally had kind of issue with the first page because I was like, well, not everyone hides their body part. Like not every, like nudity is so like we were just talking about around the world, different cultures, like there's different values about nudity. And um, so I, I was going to sort of bring that up as a, uh, as a room to grow and then i read the um so it, they uh there's also a reading guide for adults that you can get with this book uh that is super awesome it's like 70 pages uh and it it you know sort of helps you read the book with your kids excuse me again <coughs> something in my throat that won't leave and uh so it says in the, it's in there's sort of sections it's like the stuff in in the blue box is like what you could just directly read to your kids mm. uh, it says in most parts of the world it's pretty normal to wear clothes when you're out and about in public they keep us warm and shelter us from the weather everyone has a different style of clothes that they like to wear that shows their personality what type of what type of clothes do you like to wear in some parts of the world it's normal to wear very few clothes different societies all over the world have different ideas on what is normal in their society being naked is fun and totally natural it's fun to splash about in the bath and run about in the house house with the breeze at your knees but do you ever go to the shops naked do you know anyone who does we usually don't because it, in a society that we live in wearing clothes is thought of as normal so it's what most people do um so i appreciate that they kind of address that like I, but i also feel like it could have just been said in the book in a way that was inclusive mm-hmm. without having to address it separately but i did appreciate that they at least like if you were going to talk about it like they were basically basically i think their stance is in this Western society kid that's going to read this book 
it is normal to wear clothes probably for them uh and so sort of like in the reading guide it's like but also we can talk about the fact that not everyone has the same values about clothes well Um, and even and even um the term hide like i get it for the rhyme scheme but the term hide yeah it's like shamey it's shamey yeah it's different than it's secretive and shamey yeah it's different than like cover or like and i'm just thinking like They could have talked about like outside and inside, like yeah. your parts on the out. I'm at, I can't make the rhyme scheme work because I'm not a poet. <laughs> but uh, there were other things that could rhyme. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then so, so yeah, it just it talks about all those different kinds of things in a rhymy way. Um, the what? thing, the thing, the parts that we cover up when we go outside. There you did go. I do it? Did I do it? Good. Yes, you did it. You're a poet. <laughs> Um, and so then, like I was saying, there's this amazing, amazing reading guide, uh, that talk goes even further into the things in the book. Um, so for example, like it, one of the things that encourages you to do on, so the first page, the illustrations are beautiful, by the way, they kind of remind me of Noah Gringy, um, in a way they're like very colorful, like colors and sort of places you wouldn't expect them. Um, and like all different kinds of bodies, like the first, the first page shows, uh there's a wheelchair user there's someone who has a trans the trans person who has a shirt on that just says trans rights which i would <laughs> laugh at except i was literally wearing a shirt yesterday that said trans is beautiful so like we do that um <laughs> and then there's like a person uh who looks like they have vitiligo there's like a fat body with um tattoos i also love that the fat person has like a, a crop top on i'm like yes um and there you know so there's just all different kinds of, of bodies on that page and so the first page is uh everybody's clothed and the next page everybody is naked i think um, that the art in this book is is one of the highlights yes the i agree really phenomenal it's really really beautiful um and just like really inclusive and, and and wonderful um and i love like as an artist i just really love like when people throw colors places you wouldn't expect them i just think it's really fun mm-hmm. <laughs> like the shading for example on the one of the bodies like is just green like the body is a body color like but the shading of like the dark parts are just green i'm like yeah, yeah i love that that does have that you're I, you're totally right that it has that noah gringy yeah because noah gringy does the kind of that. similar thing yeah. yeah um and so the what i really liked is on the first page they encourage you like in the reading guide they're like oh like have your child you know look at the bodies and see like what's different and what uh what's the same and whatever and one of the things that they were saying is they were talking about invisible disabilities as they they were like you know talk to your child about how like even though there are things they might not be able to see that might be different and i was like i love that you talk about invisible disabilities um i thought that was really cool and then in the in the reading guide they also talk about like sex gender pronouns they mention intersex bodies talk about contraception stis masturbation again in a positive way um sexuality pregnancy pregnancy loss which i thought was interesting abortion um body dysmorphia gender dysphoria and like even more than that um and so what i really liked is that it has like these direct sections like i was saying to read to the child and encourages you to also they were like show the child the book and admit that you don't know everything and you use resources too i was like yes um and then so just to like give you an idea i wanted to read the section on puberty because i just this is like the section that you would read to the child um for the reading guide 
Children's bodies look very different from adult bodies. Our bodies go through lots of changes, which are all normal. As well as maybe growing taller, your genitals grow bigger and can become quite hairy. You might also notice hair on other on other parts of people's bodies too. Their legs and armpits, fingers and toes, their faces, their chests and bellies, and around the anus. Most people will have hair around their nipples too. On genitalia, some people will have a small amount of pubic hair, and some people will have lots that cover their entire genitals. But it is very—it has a very important job to do. The curly hair in our pants provides a bit of extra cushioning, meaning that these sensitive parts of our body are a little more protected from the rubbing of our clothes, and it also keeps bacteria away. Puberty also has an effect on our skin. As our skin stretches, this is like, hold on, sorry, I got a cough again. <coughs> I'm dying. So this is a part that I mentioned earlier that I really love. Puberty also has an effect on our skin. As our skin stretches, our adult-sized bodies will often have cool marks that look like tiger stripes. We call these stretch marks. Lots of pretty little dimples called cellulite usually appear too. Does anyone in your family have these? It's like, I love that they like made those things positive. I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone has a vulva, <clears throat> then there's a chance they will grow breasts. These also come in different shapes and sizes. Usually one is bigger than the other. They may also notice cervical mucus in their underwear and they may start to menstruate. When a person goes through puberty, they tend to get sweatier, which means uh, more bo- more body odor. Everyone has their own natural scent because their skin is producing more oil. It's likely that they will get pimples too. These are the most most common on someone's face, neck, back, and chest. And it talks about hormones as well. Um, but I, yeah, I just really like, <clears throat> not like I like the... I don't know. Do I like the reading guide more than the book? I might. Um, I I feel like it just. Oh, right. I forgot that you were just reading from the reading guide and not the book. That's the reading guide. Yeah. Right. Because the book itself, again, it's very like, okay. So I think what's good about the combination of the reading guide and the book is that you could also, you can almost reuse the reading guide as a book for older kids. Mm-hmm. Like I think you could just read from that book. And then for younger kids, you can use this book and then kind of like, use the reading guide to maybe add on to uh some of the things that you're saying because i think that like the the cute rhymingness of the book is nice in the sense that it makes it maybe a little more accessible to younger kids um and then you could just add stuff on but the reading guide itself honestly i i think i like it as its own book yeah it's like quite phenomenal it has a flow very i mean from what you've read it has a flow that's very similar to the everybody book yes it's very conversational yeah um and uh but anyway so there's also other things that i um i like about uh the the book itself are uh i mean like i said the illustrations are wonderful there's also a great page uh with just all different sort of similar to the the vagina and periods 101 but there's a page that has all different kinds of genitalia um which is awesome uh including penises as well um and again there are some uh intact and some if there's an even amount of intact and circumcised penises, I think. Oh, wait, no, I think there's one one extra uh, circumcised one. Um, rude. Uh, but then there's all different kinds of vulvas. Um, and uh, yeah, sort of everything in between. I appreciated that there's also like one that reads to me as like, <clears throat> I mean, also like people have clitorises that are different sizes, but like something that I don't know why you would know this unless you were like a doctor or a transmasculine person, but something that happens when you go on testosterone is that your clitoris enlarges. Um, and there's a, a vulva here that to me looks like it has an enlarged clit. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that kind of looks like my, my body, you know, which I thought was cool because I don't I feel like that's often represented. Um, like different sizes of clitoris. <laughs> Clitori? How do you pluralize clitoris? Um, anyway. I think it's clitorati. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, they talk about sex, they have different body parts. Um, and then they talk about, uh, like menstruation. Um, they, oh, they also have a page that, uh, is about, it says when the uterus isn't menstruating, we might see cervical mucus from dry to sticky, wet to thick. It's job is far from useless. And then it talk, you know, talks about sort of, uh, how it helps sperm and whatever, uh, assuming that you want that to happen. Um, but I like that it talks about like the, their sort of fingers and it's showing like the different sort of textures it might be, um, sort of similar to the other book. Um, and then they also talk about, which I think is cool, like changes that happen after pregnancy, like to a body, um, like stretch marks and uh, different, different things. And then they also do talk about consent, which is cool. Um, so in general, my way to goes are, uh, I think the, again, the illustrations are just like gorgeous. They're super diverse. Um, it doesn't, it's, it was intentionally made to not gender the body parts. Um, like it literally the back says V is for vulva, a gender neutral introduction to the reproductive organs of the human body. So like they specifically do not gender body parts. Um, and for example, like the, the words say like some bodies as they're growing up, will start to menstruate, right? Like some bodies, um, there's, like I said, there's that two page spread with the genitals that I think is really awesome. Um, it talks about bodies changing after birth, which I mentioned, uh, there's like a five page glossary in the back of this book, which is amazing. Um, and there's a glossary in the grown ups guide too. That's also like very lengthy. It's like, I don't know, 10 pages, maybe. Um, I love a good glossary. Uh, and it covers like not even just words that were in the book, but like related words, which I think is really cool. Um, my sort of room to grows are the, the, like some body parts are private. That's why we all wear clothes. Um, and I, again, I, the note that I had was that this feels like a very Western idea, but then the reading guide kind of breaks that down. But then like, should you have to break it down? Should it just be written in a way that's kind of more inclusive? I don't know. Um, and then on that on the second page there's sort of uh what does it say exactly let me let me not paraphrase it says um our bodies are diverse so we should love our own with pride love all the body parts we show and all the parts we hide again we talked about the word hide uh she don't necessarily like but i don't tell me to love my body don't tell me i don't like it um you know we know about this um I don't like being told what to do. And like, you know what? What if I don't love my body? Is that wrong? Like, am I wrong if right. I don't like certain parts of my body? Like, and as a trans person, like, don't fucking tell me to love my body. Like, as a trans teen, like, if you're reading this book to a trans teen, and it was like, love your body. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> like, right. necessarily, necessarily, right? Uh, right? Everyone obviously has different feelings about their body, but like, yeah, that to me, I was just like, don't tell me to love my body. And then this is not, this is like a personal thing for me. Um, and obviously, like, we are talking about things like menstruation and uh, bodies, right? So there are some pictures in here, uh, you know, that like cervical mucus or whatever, like, and I think everybody has their own comfort level with those things. But for me, there was one picture that I found, like, even for me, I found it a little bit like kind of I don't know if graphic is the right word, like a little shocking to me. Like I looked at it and I was like, oh, I was kind of surprised. Uh, there's like a, a depiction of childbirth that um, I found a little bit like, oh, like I don't know if all kids would necessarily be, like, I feel weird about it. I have mixed feelings because I'm like, like childbirth is beautiful and great and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I personally don't want to see it. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying they shouldn't depict it in that book. Well, um, it also you wasn't know. fantastically designed because the, the, the person birthing the child yes. is like right in the gut. In the of crease the of the two pages. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a, 
kind of bizarrely. Yeah, so I kind of wasn't ready for it. Like, I was like, what am I looking at? Oh, um, it re- okay, this is a horrible, horrible analogy. But today I was like, on the side of the road, have you ever done this where you're like, well, I was, Kat was wheeling me in my little wheelchair because I can't really, I don't have the energy to walk yet. We're going to get a coffee. And uh, she, I looked down at the ground and I was like, what is that? I said a leaf. And it was like the, the like corpse of an animal. And like, I just, I was like, you know, when your brain is like computing, computing, oh no, like that's how I felt about this. Like my brain was like, what's happening? What's happening? Oh no. Like, so I felt like for some kids that might be a little bit, uh, you know, hard to look at. And like, that might be true for some of the other things in this book as well. Like, Mm -hmm. like my wife does not want to look at genitals. Like I literally was like so excited about the page about vulvas and vaginas and periods one-on-one. And she was like, get that away from me. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I was like, I want to see those vulvas. Um, So like, while I think it's important to have those representation and things, I think it's also important to understand your kid's comfort level Mm -hmm. um, and to respect that and not be like, you must look at the vulvas. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, I also so, thought, can I jump in with one more? Yeah, of course, so, always. Um, kind of along the same theme of, of the the text in the actual picture book being a little bit underdeveloped. In the la- I think the last page talks about consent. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. They don't then, even really talk about it. It's just like a picture. No, it's like a word. It talks about respecting all bodies. But then the picture is like a, an older black person saying which great incidental representation and it doesn't even matter that they're black but i'm pointing out that there is that great incidental representation but it's as an adult person saying like can i hug you and then the child is just responding no no thanks no thanks yeah and i felt like that even was a little bit underdeveloped because what you'd want to see is that third bubble where the adult is like okay, that's fine. I respect yeah. your boundaries or something. Yeah, exactly. Like they don't, like I say that, like I, like I say that they cover consent, but it felt like an afterthought a little bit mm-hmm. um, where they were just like, oh God, we got to do that too. Like they wanted to cover so much and it felt like, again, a little bit undercooked, like you did, said. Did, um, how is it covered in the guide? Is it more? That's a great question. I'm sure it's covered. Well, I love this guide. Um, I recommend this guide as its own book. Consent. An adult is not allowed oh well first well so first there's two pages um where it's saying a good way be so uh i'm trying to decide how much it's something to read so like be consistent if you've told your child they can't do something stick with it it can be hard but don't cave in if you tell your child no but then allow them to, to when you're around you're teaching them coercion well, so, is an acceptable so behavior like some parenting techniques in there too yeah well so there's Part of lines, part but... of the book. So this is not the part to read to the kid. This is not the part in the blue stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's also like stuff for the parent themselves. So they're saying like good ways to set clear rules, blah, blah, blah. Examples might be never force someone to hug or kiss another person, even if it's family. Always ask for a hug or kiss from someone else. Never force someone to eat when they're full. So consent in other ways, like never force someone to cut their hair when they don't want it cut. Uh, right. All, all these kinds of things. Um and, and then it's, exp- it's, I love this because this is a question I get a lot from parents. It's important to explain why there are some things that we don't, that are important and we need to do, even though sometimes we don't want to do. Examples might be, we need to tidy our room, brush our teeth, go to school, wear a warm jacket when it's cold outside. So like there are some times where it's not about what you want. It's not like, well, I say, no, I don't want to wear a jacket, but it's like negative 20 degrees outside, right? Like too bad that mm-hmm. you can't go outside. Um, so parents, here's a fun trick parenting tip. If you have toddlers, um, you give them two choices that still gets you what you want. So for example, one time Nora was on the stairs and I needed her to come down and I said, do you want to walk down or do you want to jump into my arms? 
I still got her down the stairs, but she got to choose. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like fake autonomy and, <laughs> for uh, toddlers when when you need them to do a thing that's like important, right? And it works with uh-huh. with adults too. <laughs> <laughs> Give them two choices. Um, but anyway, so the the section of to read to the kids says consent. An adult is not allowed to touch your body, especially not your genitals. Uh, so it is important to talk to a parent, teacher, or carer if someone has touched you in that way. The only times an adult in your life may need to touch your genitals is if they're helping you get clean when you are very little. That is not necessarily true. Um, but if you, well, once you can do this yourself, there's usually no need for them to touch you there. I guess I said usually, eh, fine. Uh, they, the only other time that it is okay if you're at the doctor's, but your parents or carers must do it with you when this happens. If someone does try to touch you, you can always say no, uh, in all caps, even if it is something that might be friendly, like a hug, it is okay to say no, your personal space is important. So let others know when you don't want it touched. Uh, and then it, you know, it goes on to say other stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only thing I have to say about that is, like, not being older doesn't necessarily mean that you are independent. Like, mm. age, like, like you know, there are adults who have people help them clean their genitals. Right. So it could have said, if if you are able to do this on your own. Yes, yeah, I feel like that's the only wording that I was like, meh. But overall, I mean, again, like, I feel like they just go into it so much more like this i almost feel like this could have just been its own book and did you have to purchase that separately or did it come automatically uh they sent them both to me very lovely uh as a review copy Uh, i actually just asked for v's for a vulva and they sent me their reading guide as as well so i don't i can check though let me check real quick v is for vulva Uh, let's see shop Oh, I, yeah, I think that maybe you get the reading guide as well. Yeah, you get them both. It's $12. It's Well, it's 12 pounds uh, for both of them. And I don't know. And they also have a genitalia gallery poster for six pounds. It's that page with all the different genitalia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, art in this is fantastic. Yeah, maybe they could reword that instead of reading guide for adults. They could just say reading guide or like more <laughs> information. Yeah, right. Uh, I love, but anyway, yeah, I, so I really, I think they work really well together. Like, I think the book works a lot better with the reading guide than by, like, by itself. Um, but I think that, like, I still stand by the fact that I think that the idea, like, that it's a little bit rhymy and younger could, like, help younger kids, you know, sort of get into it. Um, but I think some of the, I think it needs a little reworking. Oh, that's my jazzy doorbell. So... I would love to hear about your books. Okay. Did you finish or book? Up? Did we finish up everything about these? Yes. Papa? Okay. That's why I left. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me get the right tabs up now. <laughs> that would be good. Okie dokie. No genitalia poster. No quinoa <laughs> farming. Okay. Where am I? All right. Um, well, Seth, because you took um so many of the (laughs) you took all the books um and really featured the ones that we kind of uh, are as a brand would recommend right like there really weren't any left for me um that I wouldn't just be critiquing and that's no fun for anybody um so rather than kind of talk about what books we don't like I wanted to feature one of the earlier chapter books, like a, a JFIC or like a mi- uh-huh. middle grade elementary novel um, that talked very openly and frankly about menstruation and Ooh. breast development. Okay. Ah. 
Um, so the, um, let me preface this by saying that the, um, the archetypal author who tackled this sort of topic in a very frank way, um, when it was really still seen as taboo is Judy Bloom, right? So Judy Bloom mm. talked about, yeah. um, in Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, which was published in 1970, <clears throat> Judy Bloom talked about periods and yeah. breasts and, um, sex, uh, and that was very groundbreaking Ooh. and got Judy Bloom's books on the band book list. Yes. Um, and then in Ooh. Judy Bloom's Forever. I want to be on a band list. Well, do you have to write a book? And I'm sure whatever you and I were to write. I'm sure, I mean, I'm trans. I'm, 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 tra- I'm trans. I'm probably banned for shit already. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then in Judy Bloom's Forever, uh, she has uh, very open descriptions of um, – of sex and um and we can t- we could i think i actually wrote a paper in graduate school on kind of the depictions of sex in forever and some of the fat shaming that's done in sex or in forever around mm-hmm. sex and sexual agency um but that being said judy bloom was very groundbreaking as an author yeah. writing about these things for a young audience uh, but there's another author who also earned a place on the most banned book list for multiple decades. Um, and that is author Phyllis Reynolds Naylor. Um, she is the Newbery winning author of Shiloh, um, which we can get into another conversation about how it's always the quote unquote boy books that win the Newbery medals and the <laughs> books that are more kind of about interior family stories or school stories don't yeah. win the Newberry. Boo. So that's a conversation for another day. But, um, <laughs> a lot of people will know Phyllis Reynolds Naylor for Shiloh, or they'll know her for, she has a, an incredible spooky series. Um, the first one of which is called Witch's Sister, which is about a girl Ooh. who thinks that her older sister is becoming a witch. I love that. <laughs> and it's like a very scary thing, right? It's not like a Harry Potter, like having these magical powers no. is, is cool. It's like, this is terrifying for her. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I want to talk about today is uh, the first in Phyllis Reynolds Naylor's Alice series, and it's called The Agony of Alice. Okay. And it was published in 1985. And um, let me read a little bit about what has been said about this this book in this series. So Alice, I think ultimately, um, the in The Agony of Alice, Alice is a sixth grader. And Phyllis Reynolds Naylor wrote, um, I think, between 25 and 30 Alice books. Um, all the way up in the final book, we learn about Alice's life from the time that she's in college up through age 60. So we actually readers get the whole life of this person. And I think a lot of readers have really been drawn to the Alice series, Mm. Um, even if later books become a little bit didactic and formulaic. (laughs) Um, Anyone who kind of started with the agony of Alice, there's, you can find um, on Goodreads, like so many people that just stuck with the series, even when they started to hear a little less um, uh, original or kind of trite um, and she also, she tackles a lot of big issues. So there's a little bit of that, um, after school special feel to later books, but this book, the agony of Alice is brilliant. Um, and it does feature a like cis, um, white girl. So that's one limitation, but it was groundbreaking, um, in the way that it talked about menstruation and breast development. Um, so in the New Yorker, in a retrospective, um, it's written, Perhaps better than any author besides Bloom, 
the patron saint of disruptive young adult fiction, <laughs> Naylor understands that what makes sex, like school performances, so fraught for young women, um, which is very gendering, um, is the abiding specter of social shame. Rather than use that shame as, as an occasion for moral lessons about how girls should behave, Naylor has treated it as an unfortunate reality against which to struggle. That this remains a somewhat radical concept in modern America has secured the Alice series an important place on the bookshelves. Mm. Um, and so I just wanted to read a couple excerpts to show how Please do. this topic was handled um, in 1985. And Alice um, is someone who lives with her. Her mother passed away when she was young. She lives with her older brother, Lester, and her father, who runs what a What a name, store. Lester. That was my grandpa's name. Um, okay, so this is when she's describing um, breasts, growing breasts. Oh. Um, okay. Let me make sure I start at the, at the best part. <laughs> Ooh, um, best part. Okay. Um, <clears throat> she's about to start school at a new school. They've just moved to Silver Spring, Maryland. On Monday, though, I turned my attention to clothes. My dad asked what I wanted to wear to sixth grade, and I told him I was tired of ordering my clothes from the Sears catalog. I wanted to go to one of those stores that sells Levi's and get a real pair with the name on the pocket. Dad said Lester would take me, so one afternoon we set off for a store that had light bulbs blinking on and off and rock music <laughs> coming from the speakers. Yep, my brother is 19 <laughs> and has a mustache. I asked him if girls like to kiss a man with a mustache, and he asked if I wanted to find out, and I said no. Lester and I don't, Lester and I don't say much to each other, but when we do, it's right to the point. Of course, there are some things we don't talk about at all, like how to buy a bra. Not even dad can talk about that. At the beginning of June, he noticed that my breasts made points in my t-shirt. So he said, Al, don't you think you should be wearing something under that shirt? I went upstairs and put on a second t-shirt over the first. And all summer long, I wore two shirts at a time just to hide my points, all because I didn't know how to buy a bra. I looked them up in the Sears catalog once, but there were nine pages about contour uplifts, fiber fill supports, underwire minimizers, DD cups, and something called the seamless ah bra. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even speak the language. Um, so that's kind of the first like, nod to like you know, bras are so complicated right they're so complicated to buy um and then spoiler alert later in the book when she goes to visit her aunt and cousin in chicago her her, her cousin carol teaches her how to buy a bra or like takes her to go buy a bra um okay so that's the introduction to breasts in the agony of alice um and now we are skipping ahead to when she is in Chicago um, with her aunt and her uncle Milton and her cousin Carol. Um, and uh, she is talking a little bit about the difference between all of these different um, women um, that have come into her life. Uh, I liked Aunt Sally though, some of the things about her anyway. I liked the way she arranged her kitchen with everything hanging on its own special hook on the pegboard. I liked the confident way she did things, but I liked Carol too. Her easygoing manner, so different from her mother's. Aunt Sally would never wear anything that said, hang 10. She would never wear any clothes with words on them, she told me, because she was a woman, not a billboard. It was possible, I discovered, to like two people who were entirely different. Um, and so uh, something else I'll just point out. Uh, the thing I like about this book is that it is about um, 
kind of all of those different facets of puberty, right? Like it's a very much a coming of age story. Um, so anyway, there's a reason. So I, I, I gave a little more to the, the, this paragraph than I needed to, but I like the way she's thinking about what type of adult she wants to grow up to be a little mm. bit. Um, nice as they were though, sometimes at night I felt a little homesick. Once Aunt Sally must have noticed because she asked if I wanted to call home, but I really didn't feel like I needed to talk to my father. I certainly didn't need to talk to Lester. I just didn't know what it was. On Thursday night, I awoke about midnight, my abdomen aching. I turned over and felt something sticky between my legs. Turning on the bed lamp, I peeped inside my pajamas. I let the elastic snap and lay back down, staring wide-eyed at the ceiling. Then I sat up and peeked again. I was menstruating. I put on my robe and looked for some Kotex in the bathroom. Then I, started, then I tried the hall closet. Aunt Sally's door opened as she came out. Alice, she said, shielding her eyes from the light. What's wrong? Nothing, I said. I guess I need some Kotex. Aunt Sally dropped her hand and stared at me. Really? Is this your first time? Yep, I said. Oh, Alice! Aunt Sally knelt right down on the floor and put her arms around me. Your very first time! Mom, such an occasion, the beginning of all the privileges and responsibilities of womanhood. Yeah. And that is that is definitely played for laughs. That is not the message of the Yeah. Story. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that to Aunt Sally. <laughs> that was really weird. You're a woman now. <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. I didn't want any privileges of womanhood. I just wanted some sanitary napkins. <laughs> I want a fucking button that says that. Aunt Sally found them for me. Oh, I'm so happy you were here when it happened. She went on. Are you having cramps? Is there anything more I can do? I wanted to tell Aunt, Sal Aunt Sally to go back to bed, please. But I thanked her and said <laughs> I could manage. And finally, she left me alone. Oh Maybe God. that was the way mothers always acted, I thought. I just didn't know. <laughs> the next morning at breakfast, there were flowers on the table. Store-bought flowers. Somebody had gone out and bought them. For you, Aunt Sally said proudly, a special bouquet for our little moth who has become a butterfly. That's not how that even I, works. I stared. Uncle Milt was beaming shyly, his eyes on his plate. Then he looked at Aunt Sally and they beamed at each other. She'd told him, I never felt so ridiculous in all my life. <laughs> um, and so that is how that is how menstruation is talked about in this first of the Alice books. Um, and so I wanted to share that because I, I do I want to give a shout out to some of the books, right? Like we're, we're talking about how um, how important it is to make sure that we are using super inclusive language and we are destigmatizing these things. And I just want to um, talk about I just want to give a give a shout out to some of the authors who are kind of taking these first steps and making sure that this information was available and accessible to folks who menstruate um, beginning in the 70s and the 80s in children's literature so I wanted to share one of my favorite books with our listeners the I love that yeah mm. and I mean, it was definitely the first time I had encountered it in reading so um yeah you know. i i love that i don't think that there's enough like we were talking about there's just like not enough representation about menstruation and like conversations about it i think like i was i don't know if i was talking to you or one of our guests um about like i my mom prepared me like she told me what menstruation was 
and I still thought I was dying when I like I remember this I was okay this is like the worst um I mean I'm sure there are worse places to have your first period but I was a cheerleader at the time and I was up in a lift I was on top of the lift and I was like, I don't feel so good. And then, I mean, at least it wasn't like someone looked up and they were like, ha ha ha. But like, you know, I went to the bathroom right. and then I was like, I'm dying. <laughs> and I knew what I was supposed to expect. Like someone had told me and I, and I just think about like, I had a friend whose mother had died when she was young. She had a father and like seven siblings and uh, her father did not talk to her about menstruation. And I was like, what if I was that person? Like, I thought I was dying and I knew it was happening. Right. Like, right. and like, there are people who never get that information and are just like, oh my God, I am internally bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. so scary. Yeah. And I, and I think that in some, like in the Judy Bloom books, I think that there's a lot of positive connotations, which is wonderful, right? Like the girls actually yeah. are jealous of each other when the, another one, and, and I say girls because in that instance, it is a group of girls. Um, uh, they're jealous, right? Like it's, it's, it's something to achieve, but I like the way that in Alice, it's like, she's like, it's uh, awkward slash uncomfortable slash like it is what it is. So yeah. I like that kind of um, difference in tone as well. Yeah. Like a, lot, a lot of readers could resonate with that. Right. Totally. Yeah. Go back to bed Aunt Alice <laughs> or whatever her name was. What was her name? Aunt, uh, yeah. Aunt Sally. Sally. Aunt Sally. I don't know. They all have like white people names. Yes, um, yes, yes, they do. It is a very white. <laughs> but I, and I will okay. say, um, and I, I definitely from the perspective of like a well-meaning person, right? Like who's yeah. trying to be inclusive. Like there's absolutely representation in later books about like, um, like queer representation mm-hmm. and all different uh, attitudes and approaches towards sex yeah. and sexuality. Um, and so- she was in her like eighties when she was writing the last That's book. pretty amazing. And so I, I definitely appreciate that she was still working to be inclusive, but of course it is a little bit like we talked about, like it's, it's trying really hard, but sometimes misses, misses the, mark. the mark a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. You tried. Um, so side note, I'm realizing now with my nose all stuffed up with cotton, I, I didn't realize how many times, I mean, it's just like, right it's something we do to like to know that we're listening we go huh it's really hard to do that without a nose <laughs> like to make the, mm-hmm, right. the mm comes out of your nose yeah it's neat it's so neat i have to design. i have to be like uh-huh with my mouth open a little bit like you're a it's really <laughs> yeah it's really funny like i never it's funny like how many things i never noticed or like there are certain like exertions in my body that like i wouldn't think would have anything to do with my nose but like when i'm straining like certain parts of my body i'm like oh that hurts my nose like it's re- it's really bizarre how much and like i wasn't allowed to like bend down for the first couple of days because like there's blood coming out of my nose mm. uh i had like a big big bandage i had so can i say something gross you grossed out by like Always. pimples and stuff are you no. grossed out by like pimples? okay so my nose is super oily there was a bandage a like cast that was made to fit my nose and my nose was so oily that it was just like nope and it slid right the fuck <laughs> off after three days uh... and i had over 30 whiteheads on my nose. Oh no. Because my nose was just like, no, <laughs> like you can't right. poop me up. And I called the nurse. I was like, is this fine? And she was like, it's mostly just there to remind you not to touch your nose. And I was like, I'm not going to touch my nose, but now I can scratch it, which is great. Oh, good. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, look, my wound. I'm poking it. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> I'm not a masochist. <laughs> 
some people are and that's why they need the cast oh yeah not me uh Mm. i like but i like to be able to scratch it now it's good but i was just like i love that my my skin is so oily that it was just like no no (laughs) cast can hold me we oh my gosh anyway uh and on that note (laughs) i guess it's time to say it was about it's about puberty i'm listen as a trans person i'm perpetually going through puberty um yeah i get to be in puberty forever Mm mm-hmm yeah because i'm just hormones forever um yeah it's fun it's fun to have two puberties and then one just lasts for the rest of your life um (laughs) acne forever you know it's fine so that's what we really need is that book right second puberty book yeah puberty forever with a four puberty forever Mm -hmm. it's a middle grade book yeah, it's written. Good. It's written in gel pens. Um, on that man book list. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, trans people—they don't exist. Um, poof, I disappear. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess it's time for us to go. Thank you for listening to me talk for like an hour. It was wonderful. Uh, and steal all the books. Um, <laughs> Thank you for listening to my read aloud of one of my all. Yes, I books. love that. I like I said, I love I love books that actually talk about stuff yeah like like i don't know it just takes so much energy to write a book like put good stuff in it that that needs representation mm-hmm. <laughs> like periods if you're gonna do it do it right i mean come yeah on. exactly exactly uh oh my gosh uh but anyway uh yeah now we know and we also learned a life lesson of when someone in your life menstruates don't get them flowers and tell your husband <laughs> now we know <laughs> i mean i would kind of love flowers if i was having cramps oh my gosh anyway okay we're gonna uh all right, all right it's it's time we're gonna all say right. goodbye now goodbye rebecca thank you so much for sharing your books yeah me too yes cheesecake all right bye, all right, bye.